Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, the spiritual homegirl, and I was not going to jump on mic, but I need to get this point off. Before we do so, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening, so thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land, you choose to leave me your ears once a week for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. I wanted to talk about Little Kim. I'm tired of y'all talking about Little Kim. Oh yeah, it's that episode today. So Lil' Kim was on the BET Awards last night. And Lil' Kim is, you know, in her mid-40s. She doing her thing. She a legend in the game, what have you. But I don't like the takes that I'm seeing regarding Lil' Kim. Because what what I don't like about the Lil' Kim takes is that they never factor in Kim's factual life. They always fact in Lil' Kim's appearance. To use whatever thing they're selling or to like, I mean, this is what inspired it. I seen a post on Instagram and it's, it's by an account that claims to love black women. And he tried to portray a message that said, hey, you know, little Kim needs to, um, you know, I mean, imagine if she had not listened to her haters. She made the choice and she let her haters tell her this and the other. And my thing is, again. Using little Kim's appearance to go viral or to, you know, to talk about her appearance, to, to get whatever point off, to make you sound like you know what you're talking about. It really damages a lot of credibility with folks because people do not know who exactly they're speaking on. Now, do I know little Kim? No. What we do know about little Kim publicly and factually based on her words and not assumption, not celebrity commentary, not speculation, is that little Kim has been a survivor of multiple instances of domestic violence in and outside the home y'all know how i feel about domestic violence survivors and how i work with domestic uh, violence survivors and how i'm not with the bs or the um contextually incorrect or the factually incorrect takes about domestic violence survivors i'm also not with the disrespectful unempathetic takes ironically from survivors who think that because they've survived that other people should survive like they did or they position themselves over people because they were not able to get out or handle their um, domestic violence situations the way they did. I'm not for none of that. I'm not for none of that. And I think that with platforms, no, it's not I think, I know. I know with platforms that are larger, there is a responsibility to be very mindful and very careful with what you share about people that you're speaking on in order to build your brand. This is the problem that I have. I think because I know too much about marketing, shout out to Audrea Richmond. And the fact that I know what I'm talking about, shout out to my master's degree and shout out to my actual experience with folks that are in or have left domestic violence situations. I've had hundreds of people that I can draw from for different experiences in and out of the therapist chair, in and out of my groups. So I have a mixture of different things to pull from when I when I speak with the tone that I speak from. And the reason why I'm speaking so strongly about it is because I don't like what I'm seeing. Stop using people you don't know for content. Please stop trying to downplay domestic violence as if it's that simple domestic violence is very very complex there is no one size fits all with domestic violence survivors there is no oh you should just know 
You have to literally work with people through it. And a lot of times it takes a lot of patience to not only do this, but also actually research to speak like you know what you're talking about. But because we're in such a microwavable society where everybody wants to get their opinions off, everybody wants to respond, everybody wants to look like an expert, nobody want to do that. And in case y'all forgot, this is the worst time to even be speaking on women right now. Like, watch your mouth when you speak on women and watch your mouth when you speak on folks with uteruses. Watch your mouth in general. Just watch your mouth in general, okay? Because clearly, based on what we saw on Friday, this is not the time to be building off of people that um, have uteruses, ovaries, or women. This is not the time to be brand building off of them unless you're going to fight for rights. Because clearly, they're taking it from folks. It's just the audacity for me. Like, what what are we doing? Do we really care about people? Or do we care about creating content off of the people that we don't even do enough research on in order to make sure that we know what we're talking about when it comes to them? The money must be getting funny because I don't see no other reason why if you really care about some of the demographics you speak on, you wouldn't at least sit and do proper research to know who it is you're speaking on. And it's okay to not know. It's okay to sit things out. And it's okay to be more discerning with some of the examples you want to pull from. You don't have to speak on her all the time. She's like the poster child of like, quote unquote, self-hatred with some of these accounts. And I'm just like, what is your beef? Like, what is it really? Because to sit there and speak on somebody all the time or to make her a person that you use constant on. Like, and to not know that, to not factor in that. It's just weird. And yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some people that listen to me. I know for a fact, there's some people I know that know look him. But at the same time, even with me speaking on this, I'm not acting like I know her. I just know that based on what she's told us as the public, that we should hold a little bit more empathy before we use her to position ourselves to make it seem like we know what we're talking about when it comes to black people and black women without at least factoring in the, the actual facts of her story. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of doing it with everybody. I'm tired of it. We ain't talking about gossip. Again, we ain't talking about celebrity commentary about what somebody else said. We're talking about what she said. What she has said about her story. People like to leave that out and just speak on her. And it's just so weird to me. <clears throat> and it's not even just Lil' Kim. It's just with people in general. Why are we so comfortable speaking on folks like we know them? We do not know these folks like that. We don't know their stories. We don't know what they've gone through. What? What is This is just so, I'm just giving my opinion. Yeah, but is it really necessary? I think, you know what, Gary V said something. I mean, I've been following Gary V for, for a while. The better part of 10 years, I want to say 20, 2013, 14, or 15, one of those years. And I remember Gary V saying that content was king, content was currency. And I remember thinking in my head, I wonder what happens in 10 years when Gary V's advice, because I believed it. I mean, Gary V has been pretty spot on about a lot of stuff, but I also think that's because a lot of people are looking to him for guidance and they took a lot of his advice. So I think it was more self prophesizing as well as, you know, a good, um, a good uh, forecasting of what or guesstimation based on what was going on. 10 years later, almost I'm seeing what Gary V has said. Content is king. And there is such a rush to put out content to get attention because attention is the currency. Like he said that people are just throwing stuff up without even making sure it's quality, making sure that it's factual Making sure it's informative and most importantly, making sure it's in, in a lane. It's a lot of lane changing. 
Everybody wants to position themselves to be something. They want to position themselves as experts. They want to position themselves as authority, but they are doing it, giving out misinformation or giving half-baked takes because the need to put out content all the time, especially on Instagram, the three to five posts a day. I know y'all heard that before. The need to be relevant will put you in situations where you will damage your credibility as a brand and as a person. To get attention. This is what we've come to. I sat on it for years. And I've and I've realized this. Like there's certain things I just don't speak on a lot all the time anymore. Because I realize that my lane is more geared here. I can speak on it to a degree. But in other things, I stick to what I know. And I stick to what you might disagree with. But factually, it's going to be hard to challenge. That's why when people get mad at me in the comments or say something, it's usually because it's how they feel about what I said. Not because what I said was factually incorrect. Now, will we get it wrong sometimes? Yes. But as people that create content, you have the responsibility. I have the responsibility. We have the responsibility to correct that. But the problem is, again, social media, if we're positioning, we don't want to look wrong because we know that people will realize that we're human and our brand might be damaged. But I think it's better to go ahead and just admit it so that you can at least say, hey, I am human. I do make mistakes. Then present this super non-permeable, super perfect brand that can't make no mistakes. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with realizing, hey, this might be out of my lane or, hey, this might take a little bit more research than I'm willing to have. So, you know. I'm just going to leave this topic alone. It's okay to leave stuff alone, but you don't have to, like, we don't have to speak on stuff that we don't know, but we don't have to. It's okay. That's all I wanted to say. I just, I mean, I want y'all to pay attention to who people be talking about and based on what it, what it is that they're saying, especially now my thing is this celebrity commentary, YouTubers, gossip blogs. That's the nature of a business to speak on other people. We already know this, though, right? Commentary, gossip, whatever. That is what it is. Opinion, commentary, gossip. That I take that all with a grain of salt. We know that's that genre, and that's what that's there for. But when it comes to brands, content creators, etc., businesses that use other people to establish credibility from, that's what I would like for y'all to pay attention to. Do y'all fans know what they be talking about? Seriously, I do it for myself. Do my faves know what they be talking about? Do I know what I'm talking about? Y'all can do this with anybody. Yourself, me, whoever. Do we really know what we're talking about? Because if we don't, it's okay for you to see things for what it is. I think sometimes our feelings for people get in the way of what's going on. I remember one time I tried to tell somebody that there was some misinformation being spread. And that person told me that um, it wasn't true. In that uh, it was factually correct, though, because that person admitted that they actually were incorrect. And this person's feelings were so clouded about this person and how they feel about their movement and things like that. They could not even hear that same person factually state out their own mouth that they had actually lied about marketing some of their products. I said, oh, OK. And it's no shade to that person. But that is let me know that I can't have these discussions with everybody. And not to mention that people are going to believe what they want to believe because their feelings, their feelings will accept someone lying to their face out their own mouth 
but their feelings will prevent them from seeing what things are factually. And because I love y'all, because y'all are my boo friends and because I know y'all smarter than that, because I hold y'all to a higher standard. Sometimes people say, Maria, sometimes you be doing too much. Your audience don't, I don't think your audience wants to um, hear that. And I'm like, you know, they might not, but I know that there are some that do. And the reason why I address things to y'all the way I do is because as my boo friends, I know y'all are on the path of bettering yourself. I'm not going to dumb nothing down for y'all. Why would I do that? I'm not going to dumb that down and I'm not going to sit here and act like everything is always love and light. Even though that's the movement, we know that the way we, we uh, the way well, the world, I should say, the world we're living in is not always love and light. It gets very real. And spiritual homegirl is not here to bypass and spiritual bypass and act like stuff ain't going on. What spiritual homegirl is here for is to make sure that we know how to navigate through the journey of the unknown, the unexpected, like a boss. So, yes, we can sit here and talk about all the stuff that's going on in the world. But I still expect you as my boo friend to say, hey, the world has a lot of mess going on. This don't really seem too positive right now. I'm pretty sure that better days may come. But in the meantime, I got to work on myself and make sure that I am taking care of myself and my family or those that I care about and making sure that I am strengthening myself to navigate through these times. That's what I'm here for. If y'all ain't know, now y'all know. I don't know. I mean, I would hope that y'all know. I mean, I've been here for five and a half years. Speaking this same stuff, my messaging ain't never changed. I may have said it in different ways, but the core of what I do here has never changed. And I do that because I care about y'all. And if you notice, I didn't even get into business until recently, over the last couple of years, few years. I didn't start this out for a lick. Love has always been at the center of what I do here. So because I love y'all, I'm going to always hold my boo friends to a higher standard. Some of y'all going to drop off. That's cool by me. Some of y'all going to stay. Some of y'all going to drop off and come back and drop off and come back. Some of y'all going to be like, I'm done with her. That's fine. I accepted this from day one. Why? Because I ran from her for so long. By the time I accepted the challenge and in the mission, the divinely ordered mission, I knew what it had came with. It's okay. But for those of y'all that's here, I'm going to always hold y'all to a higher standard to make sure you challenge what you see and challenge yourself to grow. There will be periods where you might have to sit still. I'm not judging that. That's a part of the journey. But I'm not going to allow or give grace for willful ignorance. And a lot of what is out there is willful ignorance. But because it's worded sexy and because the messenger might be sexy or because it's put in a way that it's easy to understand. Sometimes we don't want to challenge that or because our feelings are in the way. We don't want to challenge that within ourselves. Now I'm saying now, am I saying you got to jump in everybody's comments disagreeing or jumping their DMs disagreeing? No, what I'm saying is just the ability to process it for yourself, challenging it for yourself. Because there's a lot of things that you can keep scrolling past where you're like, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to dive into that. And 99% of the time I do that. Like, I'm like, eh, that's out of pocket. But this post here is the 1%. I said, oh no, this is dangerous. This is dangerous. I got to speak up. So that's what's going on. So I just wanted to bring that to y'all's attention. I wanted to make this episode kind of sweet, short and sweet. Like these strawberries I'm eating. Shout out to berry season. Berry season is amazing. But okay, update because I haven't been on um, on mic for a while. So where do I start? So the t-shirt of the month club is here. Um, it's just housekeeping announcements like I do every episode. But t-shirt of the month club is here. Um, Prayer works. That is up until july 15th that's the design that'll be up 
And then after that, a new design will be up. So if you want to get exclusive, small batch, limited edition, spiritual homegirl merch to your house, you can do so by clicking the link in my show notes or going to spiritualhomegirl.shop. The short codes for my text club has changed. Click the link in my show notes again to sign up for the text list. Um, Or let me see. I got the number here now because, again, like I said, the short codes have changed. So if you want to join my text list, you can do so by texting the word podcast to 833-217-8211. Again, text podcast to 833-217-8211. Text the word podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. To 833-217-8211. And that can get you on a text list. For those that don't know, I do one-on-one coaching. And if you need some help with something on the journey that you're experiencing, I got you. Just click the link in my show notes and you can get a peace session, 30 minutes or 60 minutes. I am very passionate about helping people grow that are ready to grow. And now that I'm done with school, I will be focusing a lot of my attention on these things that I'm mentioning. That's why I'm mentioning them in my posts on Instagram, um, why I'm starting to mention it more on Twitter. My Twitter is closed. My Instagram is private. Um, My TikTok is not. Um, But I'm really about reminding people of what is going on, um, whether free or paid. And y'all know I got a lot of free content out there. I got thousands of hours of free content, including this podcast. But also, I'm excited to announce tomorrow june 28th i will be launching the inner peace posse officially that is my off app community that is where a lot of my content my good content (laughs) keep it a thousand because the algorithms is not showing who i need to show it to if two people want to fool with it i'd rather them two see it than me put it out for seventeen thousand plus it only like a fraction of that sees that so what i'm excited about with the inner peace posse is that i'm going to be doing um secret well it's not secret because it's for those in the community but I'll be doing virtual events once a month. You can pick my brain if you like on certain topics. And we're going to have lots of good, inspiring, healthy content for those that need a bit more um, inspirational, motivating content. Again, like I said, we're going to keep it realistic. We're going to keep it realistic. We're not going to act like stuff ain't going on. But at the same time, it'll be a good alternative to social media um, that, you know, that can control what they want to see in terms of things that they can um, positively consume without feeling triggered. So that's the that's what I'm doing. And I'll have quarterly speakers as well. My homegirls are all fly. I got some homeboys that's fly, some non-binary loved ones that's fly. I'll be bringing them once a quarter to speak on different topics as well. And then there'll be, like I said, other exclusive content, other things I might feel like doing. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I feel like if I'm going to spend time on a platform, why not just spend time on mine? Okay. (laughs) So I'll still be doing the podcast. I'll still be posting. Um, How I post on social media will be very different after this week. Um, I've been trying to warn y'all to get on the text and email list for the last three years. I was not playing because I've had this idea for my community for five years five and i sat still and was waiting on guidance on when and how to proceed and i got the move to do it last year to really like go well actually no longer than that it just took some pivots we had to pivot 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 and now the inner peace posse is here as of tomorrow i can't wait but it's a thing though
it's only open to text and email members only. The reason why is because I am about curating and cultivating vibes, the right vibes. I do not want people that are not tapped in with me off app to join right now because I want to give those text and email members who have allowed me to connect with them on a deeper level, who have allowed me to actually um, tap in with them through their inboxes. I want to give them the chance to join first. It's only fair. And every time I kept saying text and email members get it first, I meant that. I'm a woman of my word. Therefore, they will get access to the membership first. And they will get the founder's rate. And one thing I will say about that founder's rate, based on my experience, based on my credentials, based on how long I've been around, this founder's rate is going to be very, very good. And it's going to be for a very limited time only. And when that founder's rate period is up, it will never, ever, ever be the same rate again. And the reason why I made it that way is because I want to hold it down for those that's held me down. So for the founder's rate that... For the founders that get in on that founders rate, I want to honor their contribution to what I've been doing with Spiritual Homegirl for as long as that membership is open. It will never be that price. So if y'all want to get in on the founders rate, y'all might want to sleep. But the thing is, if you leave the founders rate and come back, it won't be that same price. So just giving y'all a heads up. But anyway, to get the first dibs on that and to get the founders rate, once it launches tomorrow... You can click the link in my show notes and get on my email list or my text list. If you are not driving right now, because I want you to be safe, <laughs> you can text the word podcast to this number, 833-217-8211 and get on that text list. Okay, because the exclusive link to join will come out through there. So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria, the one, the only, the original, the OG Spiritual Homegirl. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and question everything. <laughs> okay? And sign up for my text and email list, okay? Don't sleep. Love y'all. Peace.